Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, lads. Hi, Andy. Uh, see, it's it's hard for me to do that when you're no, here, you, you but just, I just had to just go roll it today. out. You sound great, Steve. <laughs> but did no. I sound Irish? <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's it's now watching do sound, you do it. Do I sound like Lucky from Lucky Charms? <laughs>
that's really my goal. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's now seeing you do it has destroyed the magic for people because they need a green hat. They need a little yeah. and a green, green screen hat. so we can put you in the rolling hills. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. I'll flip that over and <laughs> it'll be my green screen. Yeah. Just throw an Instagram filter on him or something. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, some things to talk about. We're going to talk about the easy stuff or the hard stuff. What's the hard stuff? Are you I ready? Didn't... Did you do your homework? But, yeah. I, well, let me just tell you what's on my. Let me just tell you what's on my. You go on ahead. You, you go. First of all, the the all right. the will they won't they. Uh, backroom dealings between Sony and Marvel. I know. It's a roll your eyes kind of thing. We've got to talk about it. Number number 2. Do you know yeah. uh, do you do you okay. know or care what happened to Neo and the gang after the third Matrix movie? Because <laughs> apparently we're going to find out. That's number 2 on my list. Uh number 3 related is they okay. dropped the official trailer for The Mandalorian at D23 this week and Along with all, a lot of other interesting news. A lot of other interesting news we've got to talk about, plus a hotel. And I'm all about Disney hotel experiences. And this one's going to be a spaceship. So I'm pretty excited about that in terms of the hospitality business that I'm, I'm all in. And uh, what was number four? Um, I think I had a number four, but now I don't remember what it was. So there you go. What do you have to talk about? All that. All right. Where would you like to start? Steve, you, sure. you look most excited. What do you no, want to talk I, about first? Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I, I shared a little video there. I don't know if you guys yeah, got a chance been on to watch our, it. Yeah, uh, Facebook from... group page for a few weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> Was it? But I thought that's where you grabbed it from. All right. No, I didn't. I just stumbled across it. Yeah, this I, is I watched the their other crew stuff. Group. This, this group called Corridor yeah. Crew Guys because I love the let's let's watch people react to stuff. And it what got me was the actual stuntman rec- commenting on stunts because there is a really interesting insight that he has into some of these stunts, particularly the whole bathroom scene in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, where he talks about, well, yeah, the floor is all like foam. They just make it look like tile. And then he's like, oh, yeah, look in the background there where Tom Cruise is getting up from from his knee and you can see the tile floor actually yes, it's a pillow squishing down. Yeah. Yes, it's a pillow. So no, I I just discovered Corridor Crew because my uh, uncle is a former, you know, stunt Stunt driver, stunt guy, I kind of in, intrigued by their insights and comments on, uh, you know, good stunts, bad stunts, and all things stunt related. And of course, then they're also a visual effects company. So, yeah, they making uh, Civil War opening scene R rated was quite entertaining. That's why I'm so tired. I was I went down that YouTube rabbit hole last night. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take uh, it doesn't take much. This uh, this video. <laughs> is amazing in fact what could i do here for for the live stream what can i do i don't know can you see this can you see it look at this mm-hmm. so yeah, we we're can. gonna we're gonna look at this is it's giving away the end the whole it's like 20 minutes but it's it's beautiful oh it is and it's, it's awful <laughs> and it's wonderful yeah all of those I'm a little things. put off by the glee they find. I know. They get a lot of get joy it, out of this. I'm like, meh. They have a little too much fun. <laughs> right. With this. <laughs> Their heads, the heads are coming off. <laughs> yeah. 
See, that the one. best part for me was that part where they have the guy that was actual did some stunts on there reacting to this movie that he was in. <laughs> yeah. Scarlet Witch starts breaking the body. It's just yes. too much. It's too much. So it's uh, exactly what it is. Definitely go yes. watch that. I know, Andy, that yes. you're excited about it. And especially because wouldn't it be great to see a Hulk movie that was rated R? Like the full straight up oh, Deadpool yeah. treatment to Incredible Hulk. Every every human would end up as jelly. Well, that's certainly something you see in the comics is it's, you know, he's very uh when he hits people they they tend to be okay. And yeah, they're just like, "Whoa, what just hit?" Right. Yeah, that's a fantastic uh video link in the show notes and apparently on the Facebook group page. Ah, well, that's Facebook for you. (laughs) All right, number two is Matrix 4. Let's talk about Matrix 4. It's one of those, why why do they need to do this? I guess. Question. Well, that's something that, that's come up in the context of TV shows that I love, where, like, on Netflix, like, the OA, they did one season, and it was a nice self-contained story, and then I thought, well, do they need a season two? Well, Netflix is going to give them money for a season two, but the story they told was complete, so why go on? Then they come up with season two, and about two episodes in, I thought, oh my gosh, they have another story to tell, and I'm really, really entertained and intrigued by where this is going. And then yeah. they canceled the show, and they're, no, they're not doing a season three. But season two was its own story. So I am hoping that... There is another story after three movies, the Animatrix and all that other stuff. They have something new to do with this character. That's I, all I can hope. I, I think so. I, I, I at least I, I carry the same torch uh, for it. I am one that I, I don't think I, I it's not like I didn't like the last Matrix movie. I just felt like it went in a direction that wasn't that wasn't what I got out of the first Matrix movie. And so it was it's an adjustment of of expectations. Uh, it, but there are all sorts of series, I think, that that do this where I feel like they should stop and then they don't stop. And then it turns out I might have been wrong that they were OK. They had sure. a script. Toy Story 4 is an example I hear, though I haven't seen it yet, um, it, that that was one I thought was totally unnecessary. And by all reports that I have heard from friends and family and people I trust was that was a surprising movie that actually did have a story to tell. Yeah. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that one. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, you only needed three, but the fourth one they did a good job with. (laughs) And uh, so I was happy to have it because I like that story. and I like that world. Um, I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those weird things. I'm the thing that I'm, I don't know if uh, I'm just perplexed by it or if it gives me concern is the fact that it's only Lana Wachowski coming on yeah. to to helm this new Matrix project. With her it's Lily. not it's both not of the Wachowskis. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about, you know, is there a reason that there? I, I don't know why Lily's not involved. And so um, I don't know. I, I'm curious because I certainly love the world. I actually really enjoyed the third one. The second one I, I didn't care for as much, but I, really it was just length. Um, I, I think that I'm one of those rare people that kind of thinks there's an interesting set in that whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. But uh, but again, I feel like they completed it. So I don't know. I, I feel like they. this is one I'm, I'm hesitant, uh, but I'm curious about. Does it give you more... Uh, 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 excitement or, I don't know, trust in it that uh, both Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss have signed on 
I certainly think that's interesting. Um, it would be a different thing, I think thing, we're at an right? age where if, they throw so much money at actors that yeah. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, yeah, sure. For that amount of money, why not? Well, it's not uh, like you, you'd think that if Keanu didn't have a lot going on, then it's like, okay, well, I, I guess I have to do this. It's going to help my career out. He's doing just fine. So yeah. I well, think right. it's he's either a, a matter of money or he's got an interest. He's, there's something intriguing in the story he wants to do. Lily says, um, or, or sorry, Lana says, many of the ideas Lily and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant now. I'm very happy to have these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my brilliant friends. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm all for it. I think, um, give, give me another Matrix. I really enjoyed the universe. I enjoyed all of the explorations that were done in the Animatrix series. I, I think uh, um, all of the properties that have come by way of the Matrix have been, have satisfied me at some level. So I'm, I'm in favor of it. Part of it, I think, is also, uh, well, I, I hate thinking this way, but I wonder if it's just because they really haven't had a success like the matrix since the matrix yeah uh, you know go, since those films go back to the well, well that was yeah that bingo that was the source of success it, yeah there were all those allegations about the you know there was there were lawsuits about the story that it was yep. stolen from you know somebody so again it's i'm kind of in curious is this going to be truly original story is it something that that is now 20 years later they've sat with this material they've they've developed stories that are in that universe that are truly original whether you know the others there was dispute about the originality so maybe this is the the truly original matrix stories to be told next on the list the eye-rolling case of marvel (laughs) and sony now, so so in, where do you start with that? Well, because in, it's it's still in development. There's still things coming out. Because I saw the what is it? Right. Stanley's daughter now getting involved. <laughs> okay, and I, yeah, and it, Sony. There's some Sony insiders also who said you know nothing's been signed yet. We're still in talks. So so Andy, w- would you tell the story? You're the uh, you're the well, insider. Marvel, or I shouldn't say Marvel, Disney. Uh, and Sony have been trying to sort out the the property of Spider-Man for uh, moving forward. Um, Disney doesn't think they're getting enough money. Apparently, they uh, get five percent of the of the profits from the film, and they approached Sony and said they want to get fifty percent. And Sony said no, and now they're not talking. And uh, the divorce papers have been filed. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. It's it's so nebulous because you know a, a lot of this is just um, uh, stories that we keep hearing. So I don't know where it is at this point, and I'm curious if they are still in talks or if it is official there that was... Spider-Man will no longer be part of the MCU. Will only be in Sony's Spider-Man films. Wasn't there some uh, additional note about Kevin Feige's role in this thing that it was that it was also about a, a production credit? that they they didn't want him to have such a title of royalty on this on on future Spider-Man movies. Uh I don't I don't I can't remember. Did you have something? There was a quote that um yeah, the dispute so here's here's what it, Variety uh, reports that the dispute is between the studios is over a producer credit and negotiations are still ongoing. The Sony representative clarified that Feige has contributed to other Sony Marvel movies which he did not receive a producer credit on, 
which is the implication being what they want to get back to uh that he can contribute but he doesn't he doesn't get to produce i i don't know i don't know if what they're what they're trying to avoid by that statement i don't know that why kevin feige's role makes spider-man movies worse in sony's view they did a great job with spider-man into the spider-verse and that wasn't tied directly to the mcu that was kind of a standalone spider-man film i honestly can't recall if yeah. feige's name was in the credits on that one or not or or if he was involved but uh, i i feel like that gave sony some uh you know Traction. sense that they can do it on their own and and uh you know they don't necessarily need disney to uh to kind of be holding their hand through the whole thing well anymore. right it, at least it says that sony animation has finally has a stable of people again who seem to have a better understanding of the character and the universe and uh and can have some fun with it and so i, I think that's there's i'm perfectly optimistic there the thing that i am more uh, that that I feel like I'm more uh, nervous about is the split that may occur by removing Spider-Man from future Marvel properties. Yeah, and but it's also one of those things where I don't know. See, it's just from my perspective, I don't know how much it matters because if you at least at this point, because if you look yeah. at Phase Four. He's not in anything in phase four. So why does it matter at this point? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure um, if he was, if they were planning on cameos like they have been or what. I, like, I don't know. But I don't feel like it's going to be a problem if he's not in it for a while, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they will, Sony will be able to continue where they left it off with, you know, Spider Man and uh, the whole Mysterio. Uh, the way that they end the Far From Home movie, I think that they can they can finish that without having to be too deep in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I feel like everything can be fine if they move forward. I just think people have their their panties in a bunch about the fact that Spider Man can't play with the other superheroes for a while. I am one of those people. I'm clearly one of those people. I like Spider Man. I like the crossover. I like the crossover not just of Spider Man, but of the other characters. I would love to see you know continued investment in these crossovers. I think it's really fun. At the same, uh, but uh, you know, on the same, the other side of that very same coin, Endgame was a pretty natural split for these kinds of narratives. So I, I see your point. Yeah. And of course, you know, exploring the Twitterverse on this is fun because there's lots of people saying, hey, look, it's Sony. They're going to mess up the third Spider-Man movie again. And then several comments about, oh, great. We get to see Peter Parker and Uncle Ben a fourth time telling that story. <laughs> um, that, you know, that would be perfectly Sony, though, to go back to do an origin story as number three. <laughs> and there was one I can't remember where I saw it about, oh, you know, Tom Holland is now in the, the Sony Spider-Man protection program and he's... Hanging out in an apartment with uh, Deadpool and then Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are, you know, lurking around in the background. Well, that was something else because apparently there was and I don't I don't I don't didn't look into it. But apparently Tom Holland also unfollowed Sony. Yes, on he Twitter. did. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yes. He's he's. Yeah. So it, they broke it, up. They broke up. Yeah, I. It, it, mom every, and dad broke up. Yeah. Everybody's going to stay uh, with mom, but he really wants to stay with dad. Yeah. Oh well. Wow. Uh, th there will be more Spider-Man movies, uh, you know, as there always have been. So yeah, yeah. We're not losing anything. No. 
All right. We'll be fine. We'll all be fine. <laughs> all right. Let's oh, run dear. down the uh, Disney announcements. Yes, over at D23, uh, they had a few more announcements for other shows that are going to be premiering on uh, Disney+. And uh, Marvel fans have been very vocal about their excitement. Uh, We have um, three characters who are going to be really interesting to to see on screen. We have Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, uh, Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk, and of course Mark Spector as Moon Knight. I have heard nothing but uh, shrieks of happiness for these three properties. It's three characters that I think are very loved. And it was real. I think it's smart of them to get them out into the world. And so, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about these three, um, these three choices. I've only read Moon Knight and She-Hulk comics. I haven't dipped into Ms. Marvel, but that's been one that's been on my, on my plate of something to jump into. I'm very excited about it. I've read a couple of the uh, comics. It's a really interesting character. It's one that my my kids both fell in love with immediately. Uh, it it seems well timed uh, and uh, particularly culturally aware, uh, and so it's it's super refreshing and and nice to see such a, a relatively current character, like a new character, get get you know yeah bigger screen treatment at least. So speaking of properties crossing universes and all this i don't know much about moon knight at all but i some of the comments i saw there's something some interactions with moon knight and dracula apparently i don't i don't know this story so i i don't either i've never gotten to that point okay. in moon knights so comics, so of course but. we could always you know it could be marvel's now you know it's fine sony forget you we're gonna we're gonna go partner up with the dark universe over there at, at, at Par- it was at paramount right the monster the, the uh what was that the dark universe that they were doing with the all the universal universe- oh, universal that's universal, right universe- yeah. see there we go see dark knight the uh, our moon knight <laughs> Going into the the dark universe there over at uh, Universal with the classic monsters. That's where our next crossover is going to be happening. I'd see that. But then that means in 10 years, we're going to be reading stories about how Universal and Disney broken up again. Broke up again. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle it. Another (laughs) breakup. Uh, lots of other things to announce before we talk Star Wars. They've, uh, they released a ton of, of, you know, shows, properties, uh, Lady and the Tramp is going to be streaming high school musical, the musical, the series they're bringing back. That seems like maybe too soon. Uh, a, a couple uh, of movies, hey, not for the kids, not for the kids. Trust me. Right. My daughter is thrilled. Yeah. Uh, Anna Kendrick uh, and Billy Eichner are have got a film coming out uh, that will start streaming launch day, November twelfth. Uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, uh, that looks great! Looks absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, a, encore as uh, I, I'm not sure I understand completely what Encore is about, uh, Chris, but Kristen Bell is doing it, so I'll watch. She's adorable. And amazing. Uh, Forky asks a question. Speaking of Pixar, uh, a spectacular new short series from Pixar Animation Studios, uh, debuting the first 10 episodes uh, m- coming to Disney Plus. Uh, I don't know. Forky, was that a character that is now beloved? Yeah. Toy Story 4. Yeah. Bet. All right. Good. Good. Well, then I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> uh disney's uh let's see what else do we have timmy failure mistakes were made operates a detective agency in portland with the help of a 1500 pound polar bear 
Sounds fantastic. Uh, lots and lots of other stuff. And the first... Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier made the stage appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. What was the last one? Is that the only Star Wars thing besides The Mandalorian? Oh, The Clone, Clone Wars premiering February 2020. 12 more episodes. And uh, a second Lucasfilm live-action series. Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk reprise their roles of Cassian Andor and K2SO from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. The second uh, series is currently in development, follows Andor's adventures as a rebel spy during the formative years of the Rebellion. Before the events of A New Hope, we're going to look younger, laughed Luna. (laughs) So they also have a few things that they that are have been announced as in early development. They're not obviously going to be premiering soon. But now that uh, they have they they've acquired 20th Century Fox, um, Ice Age is something that they're developing more of. Um, Is it going to be live action, though? That would be great. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the Mighty Ducks, The Sandlot, Willow, and True Lies. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Husband and wife spy team, I guess. I'll see Is that, that what they're going to do mm-hmm. with that one? I'm always there for, for that. Uh, the husband and wife spy team is uh, just I feel like a Disney flavored husband and wife spy team is exactly what I'm going to need after Steve's trailers this week. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Mandalorian trailer dropped. What'd you guys think of it? I'm I love it. I'm I'm confused. So because I I don't what? Well, I don't I don't know things. I didn't watch like the Clone Wars series. I'm I'm a purist in terms of my canon is the movies, so I don't know all the other stuff. So I didn't know I don't know if there's anything you need out of the Clone Wars for the Is that okay? I don't know. And I, I haven't I've only seen the first three once, so I don't know where this takes place, when it takes place. Is this what characters I'm supposed to recognize? I'm I'm puzzled by the fact that there's all these guys frozen in carbonite because in Empire Strikes Back that was like this like that was like a bounty hunter hack of like it's not like standard <laughs> operating procedure. It was like well not standing operator procedure to do it with somebody alive well, in the end. Well, as far as I know, that was for like shipping cargo. As I recall, it's like we put stuff in here to like freeze dry and protect it. It's the question was, would a human survive it? It wasn't like, oh yeah, we do this with people all the time. It was a, uh, well, here's our solution that I can get him back alive if this works. So now apparently, this person has now adopted this as standard operating procedure for for catching people. Uh, so I don't know how this all relates to to those events. So I'm puzzled. Because I I don't know like this this is not Boba Fett clearly but we've got that type of armor and I don't know that whole thing and I'm just puzzled it looks not it looks cool but I don't know what what it is well I so, think can you explain I'll, it to me n- n- no I don't want to um, because of this one singular point that is we have talked. Uh, I, I believe we've talked extensively when Star Warsy stuff comes up yeah. th- about how great it is, the opportunity to see Star Wars stories that aren't Skywalker stories that sure. give us the opportunity to explore the universe, a, a different part of the universe. And 
to me, this is this trailer is exactly that, right? This is like a, a Star Wars Western. It does take us back to Tatooine. We get the two moons. We are, you know, we've we've got the two suns. We've got the the uh, um, we've got a familiar universe, but it's it's people that I hope remain disconnected from um, the rest of what we've seen. If it's too tied in, then they I feel like they won't be taking advantage of really expanding the universe like they say they are. So I'm I'm actually excited about this the the trailer i think it looks great and i feel like the less i know going in the better okay so what's the title mean what is a mandalorian because that i don't know what that is that's a person oh, from mandalore, from mandalore. Right? yeah okay yeah right. and and, and boba is he like fett, the last surviving boba one fett, or though, is he no no no. boba fett the... is a mandalorian right he okay. was he, so we know him we know what he looks like this is not him this right. is just uh this is an, an a, a different one it's a story so are, of a different are they guy. A, are they a dying race? Why is it the Mandalorian? Because he's the only one left. I think, is he? I think like Steve, the gun the, shooter, the, the teaser, or like the I sniper. Think that the trailer the, did what a trailer is supposed to do. Yeah. It's, okay. it's teasing you. It's tempting you. It's okay. giving you stuff that at, makes you ask these questions. Okay. And says, "Oh, I'm per, I'm intrigued by this, and I would like to see it so I can learn more and get answers to the questions that have arisen in my head." Okay. I think if you're expecting anyone to have answers, I think you're really wrong well see, you're that's, watching the I, trailer I, the wrong way well no because i'm assuming that's the star wars universe <laughs> this is what happens when you stop watching trailers you forget no, how yeah, to watch how a trailer trailers. no because i <laughs> when i see something from an existing cinematic universe and known property i assume it's that's the whole reason to do that is you're leveraging that fan base knowledge that there's there's fan appeal to this because if no one knows anything about it then why is it even a star wars thing right i mean go, goes to pete's point of yes a story within that universe but typically what we've always seen is it's always connected back to so you're telling me this is the first one that has no relationship to any existing star wars property at all so i don't need to i don't need if we worked Wars. for them we would be able to tell I you these answers. Okay. i just <laughs> didn't know you're out there you know in the news and all that stuff because i don't watch trailers and i'm not keeping up on star wars stuff if so that's everybody's in the dark it's like a movie called the gunfighters okay Steve. it's right. that's fine get this. that's fine but all wrong okay but typically do you this understand is, let me read this to you steve okay. this might help you this is from wikipedia a source of What's encyclopedic that? information on the internet the series will take place a few years after the events of the return of the jedi and follows a lone mandalorian gunfighter beyond the reaches of the new republic Okay. Is that everything you needed to? It's a frontier to, uh, story. It's a western. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, that's that's great. But like I said, typically with Star Wars properties, we get familiar characters or storylines, or there's a connection to things. Because like the Clone Wars was mentioned in a you know in whatever the you know a New Hope. So then we got a series about that because it was something that had been mentioned, yeah. and so we build off that. So there's nothing that this there's no reference to anything. And any other property about this? This is solely isolated standalone. That's all I need to know. Then that's, that's all. I just assume, like they always do, we're going to tell a story. Like you know, Rogue One is a story again that was mentioned. Like oh, spies went in, and so now they're going to give us that story. So there's, I can't go back anywhere and say, oh, here's the story about this lone bounty hunter, the Mandalorian. He's never mentioned anywhere. We're totally in new territory. 
Yeah, I'm that's fine. what I'm hoping. But, okay. you know, given what they've done in the past, yeah. there's every chance that he's going to take off his helmet and be Luke Skywalker's long lost right. brother. Right. right. But it's that not would being be promoted disappointing. That way. I don't think there's, we should. It's not being promoted as connected to anything. It's totally brand new material as far but as. But we, what we do have an answer to is since it's a few years after the events of Return of the right. Jedi, freezing people in carbonite is settled science for bounty hunters. So there we go. There's okay. your connection. There you go. So that was the Empire Strikes Back was the Mythbusters episode of that. Of like, <laughs> hey, can we do this? We can. That's great. Okay. That's right. What a cast, though. Pedro Pascal, Gino Carano, Nick Nolte, Giancarlo Esposito, Carl Weathers, Werner Herzog pops up. Yes. Taika yeah. Waititi is going to be in it as the voice of IG-11. Mark Boone Jr., Ming-Na Wen. Uh, really great cast. I'm, I'm excited, and I am not confused. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited and not confused, Steve. <laughs> is this a no, no, yes? I think it Are is. We... <laughs> <laughs> it All right. is. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there you go. You answered it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, yeah. All, All right. right. Let's do trailers. All right. Do we have? We I think uh, we don't. I have, don't think we have any rules that applied. So I think it's all order uh, of operations. Uh, Who was first? Yes, indeed. So that would be El Stevo. That's me, with and his I'm gonna, double trailer whammy. <laughs> a double down, double down on this mm. one because there were two trailers, and I thought this was an interesting approach, and it reminded me of uh, a film from oh gosh, how many years ago was that? Because there was a. A relationship movie. Oh, the disappearance of was it Eleanor Rigby with uh, Jessica Chastain and someone else. And there, there were three versions of the movie. There was his story, there was her story, and then there was like their story. And it was three different yeah. edits of the same story. So what we're getting here with Noah Baumbach's marriage story is two different trailers. We have his version, which is what I love about Nicole. And then we have her version, which is what I love about Charlie. And it's the, be the beginning of the trailer is pretty, bu pretty much unique. That's when, once we get to the split up of the marriage, as it appears, then the trailers sort of line up. So it's just the, the front piece of this. But I am, I'm not a huge Noah Baumbach fan. So I was surprised that this one really drew me in. Uh, but Casting Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver uh, is what grabbed my eye. Uh, seeing these two uh, working together, I think, really talented actors. And I, I'm not a fan of Noah Baumbach, but it's not like I hate his movies. So I, you know, I don't always, they don't always click with me. Uh, but here, given some, some top talent here with an interesting story about a relationship, I'm intrigued to see how this, uh, this story plays out of, uh, of a marriage. Uh, it, Release is in September, but it, I think that's just at a, what is it, the Telluride Film Festival. So there's no like final release date on this one, but I'm anticipating probably sometime later this fall. Uh, so that's, that's what I've got. What, what did you guys think about these two trailers telling the same story? It reminded me of other stories like the one that you mentioned, and it was James McAvoy that you were. Oh, that's right. James McAvoy. Yeah. Um, and there was a film in the 80s, I think, called, uh, I can't remember, but it was like, I think it was Kevin Bacon and um, Elizabeth Perkins. 
was it uh i'm trying to remember what the movie is called but the two of them it, it was a similar thing where it was kind of the story told it was just one film but it was told in like two halves oh, and you kind of right. see it from oh. his perspective and then you see it from her perspective and i think there are two different directors wasn't that uh oh yes. gosh, that directing yeah. team that was a husband and wife uh i can't remember but yes yeah, he said he's she busy said trying to, he said she said that's yes. right yep who are the two directors on that pete uh ken Quapis and marissa silver there you go And so it it struck me as that sort of film, which I found to be actually pretty interesting. And I thought that the way that that film was constructed was actually really interesting. Um, I'm with you with Noah Baumbach. He's never been a favorite of mine. Um, Rarely do I like a film of his. Um, I think that they can be interesting. Um, And I think The Squid and the Whale may be the one that I would say I actually do like. Um, of his yeah. um, they the rest of them are either kind of um, fair to middling or I just downright don't like it at all and I generally skip most of his movies because of that um, this looks like a film that could be interesting because I certainly like the cast but I uh, it's definitely a renter for me if I watch it and um, it's also one that if I end up missing I probably won't be too upset about <laughs> I yeah I I, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I just generally like Noah Baumbach more than you guys. I think I've come to terms with that. Um, I, I really liked, obviously, the Squid and the Whale. But while we we're young, I thought it was good. And Meyerowitz stories was uh, was solid. I I had a good time. Um, you know, with with these movies, even back to Kicking and Screaming. Um, so I I'm I'm looking more forward to this. The the problem that I have is just generally I. I struggle with divorce stories. And so uh, I, I just don't I don't like them that much. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like I don't like them going in. This is one of those experiences where, like, I don't like the act of watching them, but I do like having seen them. And I feel like yes. it's like just getting to the other side of it is the goal. So uh, you have to watch it like JJ does. You like back up yeah. and watch it from the hallway, peeking around the corner. As exactly the, right. As the, if I, the marriage if I is turn on the sink and pretend to be doing dishes, like yeah. that's the way to do it, right? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, you just, I mean, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson just look so like believable to me in this set of trailers that I find they're very compelling as a couple, as a married couple. And I'm uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to having seen this movie. <laughs> Not watching it, but just having seen yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and it seems like this is where Noah Baumbach, like he lives here, right? I mean, this is yeah. like relationships yeah, totally. in, yep. in trouble are a thing that he does. So I know that it is context, like it's a little bit out of context for me to say I don't like these kinds of movies. And I'm kind of a fan of Noah Baumbach. <laughs> But uh, I'm a fan of having seen his work. So yeah, yeah okay. what are you going to do? All right. Well, we'll find out this fall. All right. Indeed. Andy, what do you got? Well, next up for from me is uh, the, the film Villains, which uh, is written and directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson. Their script for this was on the blacklist, you know, the, the unproduced screenplays list that came out, uh, the blacklist 2016 list. And uh, then because it was on that list, I think it got the bump and got the funding to get made. And they, uh, they, Dan and Robert Olson um, got the helm to direct it as well. And they got Bill Skarsgård, Mike and Monroe, um, and uh, Kira Sedgwick, Jeffrey Donovan. And 
It is basically a story. This is from the South by Southwest uh, schedule. Mickey and Jules are lovers on the run, headed southbound for a fresh start in the Sunshine State. When their car dies after a gas station robbery, they break into a nearby house looking for a new set of wheels. What they find instead is a dark secret and a sweet-as-pie pair of homeowners who will do anything to keep it from getting out. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Bill Skarsgård, I think, has uh, such an interesting face that I... I've grown to be terrified of because of it and because of <laughs> what he's doing as Pennywise. But I find him a really compelling actor uh, because of that. And then Kira Sedgwick, I have just always loved. I just think she's just a delight on screen. And this sort of role, having her paired with uh, with uh, Jeffrey Donovan as the homeowners, um, I, I don't know. It's just the way that this trailer plays out, I find really interesting. And the reveal that they have this girl t- you know, chained up in their basement and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a horror comedy, so it's very light. It reminds me a little bit of if you took... Um, uh, don't breathe the film that came out a few years ago about the kids who break into the blind man's house and then he's actually home and then they have to sneak around while he's you know he's a former military guy and he can sense them and so he's trying to find them and it that goes down a dark dark road but it's much more of a horror thriller this one with a horror comedy aspect everything in the trailer worked for me i'm very excited about this film uh, it looks really, really interesting. What do you guys think? I think Bill Skarsgård's face as they track him after getting hit in the head as he falls <laughs> is the reason to see this movie. Like that smile is why you shoot, why you buy the ticket. He's going unconscious. That's great, and I just they, like they have them duct taped into yeah. chairs yeah. for their dinner scene. Yeah. It's just some bonker no, stuff going I, on. In this. I am most excited about it for uh, to see what Jeffrey Donovan's able to do. I've been a fan of Jeffrey yes. Donovan for a long, long time, and uh, absolutely loved Burn Notice, one of my very favorite uh, popcorn shows. Uh, but you know, I mean, he's done some exceptional work uh, since then. Uh, it, it looks one of like one of those things that's just going to be really. Uh, 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 really fun and uh, hopefully it stays fun and Pennywise isn't in it like that's <laughs> that's a major selling that's why point I'm, uh, like if, if Skarsgård does that lip thing at all in the movie we'll just turn it off we can do that no I'm I'm really looking forward to this because it's it's the horror genre that I enjoy where you're just you're going off the cliff into craziness where uh, it's not the supernatural kind of weird stuff. It's just, you've got some twisted people messing around with you. And that's, I think I, Pete, I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Donovan to it. The series he was in on Hulu shut eye where he's yes. the, the con man. Uh, now is is great. And I recommend people check that out because I've been waiting to see what he was going to do after Burn Notice. I was like, what's what's the thing that he's going to do? And it's always been sort of little smaller things. So yeah. I'm very excited to see him and, and Kira Sedgwick. I think that's uh, that's the draw for me is is these two familiar faces and the the darkness, the darkness of these characters keeping a little girl <laughs> who's biting people. And I thought, is this a zombie <laughs> thing? I don't know yeah. what's Lovely going twist. on down there. I I want he, this is one where I'm going to enjoy having watched it, and I don't know that I'm going to enjoy watching it. Yeah, but uh, I'll be like, that was so much fun, and then be horrified throughout the entire you know span that's of right. the film. 
I love that J- Jeffrey Donovan apparently looks enough like a Kennedy that he played uh, RFK in J. Edgar for Clint Eastwood, and he played JFK in LBJ for Rob Reiner. <laughs> that, that cracks me up. <laughs> anyway, this uh, it premiered at South by Southwest okay. in March earlier this year, and it will be opening September 20th here in the States. Right now, it only has release dates for the States, but hopefully it will get a little more of an expansion. All right, Pete. All right, up. my uh, trailer this week. I, it's you know, I guess it's Adam Driver week here on Saturday matinee. There we uh, go. Yeah. I I like this guy. He's doing some great stuff, and he's got a new movie coming up called The uh, Report. The Report. Uh, it is. Uh, it's one of those fancy redacted titles, though, so you can see it's the torture <laughs> report. Uh oh, it's a position film. Uh, it comes uh, from uh, writer director Scott Z. Burns. Now. We like Scott Z. Burns. Generally, yes, he is the guy behind, uh, well, <laughs> most recently, he's a screenwriter behind No Time to Die, Mr. Bond. Uh, mm. He's also behind, of course, Born Ultimatum, uh, The Informant, Contagion, Side Effects, The Mercy, uh, The Report, uh, now, and, and another upcoming film, The Laundromat, uh, starring Meryl Streep, Gary Oldman, and Tony Banderas, directed by Soderbergh. Year. That's quite a uh, quite a pedigree. Anyhow, the report is about an idealistic young CIA staffer, uh, played of course by Driver, and uh, he is putting pulling all the threads around torture, waterboarding, uh, etc. Following the nine eleven attacks, it, it also brings Annette Benning and Ted Levine and Michael C. Hall and Tim Blake Nelson and Corey Stoll and Maura Tierney. Awesome and the always lovable John Hamm uh, to screen together. (laughs) I think this is an incredible cast. Uh, It is, it just looks like uh, what could be one of those just great films. It also could be, I I guess, totally lost in a wash of position films that uh, are telling the story of horrible things that are done by the government. And so, I don't know. I think it's just, hopefully the, the people let it rise to the surface. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do you guys think? Well, I I saw this and I said, "Oh, well, this is this is in your wheelhouse. This is the whole journalism side." And then yeah. I got further in front. I said, "Oh, it's got your boyfriend John Hamm in it. Yeah. That's why you picked it." Um, <laughs> no, this is I, I love movies like this. It, um, yeah, this is the let's let's revisit history now that we're past it and have some uh, maybe some objectivity on the events that happened. Now that we've been able to. Instead of being in the midst of the story, reflect on that and maybe perhaps document what happened. Uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it does have that risk of sort of getting lost in the shuffle. Uh, people not wanting to, you know, like you look at Vice, which I thought was, you know, let's let's look at a character and yeah, people didn't show up for that. I don't know if people want to revisit the subject matter again, but yeah. I'm intrigued by this. I think this is a great cast uh, looking at, you know writer director you know his pedigree in terms of writing yeah those are that's right up my alley the stuff that he's he's done with Soderbergh so yeah I'm really looking forward to this one yeah I I mean I'm really curious about this one you know the the thing that I am intrigued by with Burns is is you know he's also been involved in some some documentaries like an inconvenient truth right uh and and so I think that there's an element to him that is is trying to take stories from the real world and kind of bring them to uh, the more uh, uh, fictional uh, storytelling of, of Hollywood cinema. But I, so to that end, I am really intrigued by this. I'm curious. Um, 
he's directed very little. So, and, and from what I could tell, he hasn't really directed much since 2006. So, um, but he has Soderbergh on his side also. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's in good hands and I feel like this film is in good hands as well. So I'm, I'm curious about this one. I'm very intrigued and, uh, it's something that I uh, definitely want to check out. You'll be able to check it out November 29th. It's an Amazon Studios thing, so it will drop uh, in the U.S. on November 29th. Looks like it gets theatrical release, uh, probably limited um, engagement on November 15th. I hope there is more than that. Uh, and uh, but but you'll it's uh, you get it running. I think uh, Germany sep late September, Netherlands and UK early November. Uh, but for the rest of us, November 29th, the torture report. Birthday binge, cool. right? Yeah, that's going to be part yeah, of your birthday. That's going to be it. It's going to be it. Ugh, good year. So before we get into our list, do you want to do some ranking? Let's do some. Ranking. Oh, the let's ranking. Do a, let's do a quick ranking. Should we do some? Yeah, sure. Do a little bit. Let's do, let's do it. a few. All right. We are. Uh, this is something that uh, we're throwing into our Saturday matinees where uh, Pete and I are going to do some re-rankings of our flick chart. And uh, when we come up against something that we're um, battling about, then Steve will throw in his two cents and see if he can sway us one way or the other. First up, we have The Roaring Twenties, one of our 1939 um, series films, and The Danish Girl. Um, okay, so we're looking at uh Cagney and mm -hmm. okay, well, that was a that was a pretty good movie. I'm gonna take the Roaring Twenties, yeah, I think I'm gonna do that too. It held steady next up, La Vion Rose or Three Amigos, Three Amigos, 100% Three Amigos, yeah, there's no questions. <laughs> next up, Fat City or Pale Rider, <sighs> Pale Rider. I'm going to say Pale Rider, too. They're, they're close for me, though. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane or In the Mood for Love? In the Mood for Love. I want to say Baby Jane. <laughs> you, Have you seen either of those, Steve? I've seen Baby Jane a long time ago. But not In the Mood. Mm. Nope. It's on my list. It's one that keeps coming up, but it's one of those. I'm with the Criterion Channel. I'm surprised. Well, I don't know if it's playing. It, it is. But I was assuming it, it actually. It, it just showed up that's in there, funny. and I'm like, that's because is that is it uh, Stephen Smart that's like a huge fan? Oh, yes. of that one. Wong Kar Wai yeah. fan in general. So right, yeah. So that's that one was of a my... great series. I yeah. I just amazing. I will use give it to color. you. I, I'm close on this one, but I'll give it to you in the mood for love. All right. If if for only to push Steve to watch it. Okay. There you go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, the host or Fat City again? The host. Fat City. <laughs> the host. I've only seen the host. I have not seen Fat City. <laughs> and it was that good. <sighs> it's you see the host and you don't even need to see. Oh, it. the That's host it. is hilarious. No, I don't like Bong Joo host comedy. Oh. I will happily take Fat City over the host. Well, now I don't know what We're to do. To yeah, we're gonna have to rock paper scissors because uh, he hasn't seen them both. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Do we actually One? do it? <laughs> do we get it? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's okay. accountability here, here sir. Right. There's accountability. We'll have to say it. We'll have to say it so yeah. the listeners yeah. can hear. Okay, yeah. uh, this is gonna be hard to say. I know. Do it. I know. Okay. Can I just, like rub my head and pat my stomach at the same time? All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Scissors. Ah, I've been cut with my paper. <laughs> By my paper. My paper has cut right. me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Fat City held steady. Uh, next up, The Natural or High Noon? 
I think uh, I'm the natural. Yeah, I'm the natural. Yeah. We're No Angels, the 1955 film, or Planet of the Apes. I'm definitely Planet of the Apes. Okay. Hurts my feelings. We should, every time we do this, we need to ask Steve if he's seen them, regardless of which right. way we go, just so we know where uh, Steve how, stands. How far behind on I am? Our, I, yeah, know, right? I have not seen We're No Angels. <laughs> Watch it for Christmas. Watch yeah. it for yes. Christmas okay. with your family. Okay. Okay. All right. Planet of the Apes, it is. Coogan's Bluff or The Dead Zone? Uh, the I Dead Zone. Not, I have not seen Coogan's Bluff that I know of. That's Clint Eastwood, though, right? It is. That was from our 1968 crime films. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that series. One. Um, I will take the dead zone as well. Knowing one of my guilty pleasures or the Omega Man. Knowing. <laughs> and this is just for all the YouTube commenters who get so mad at us. <laughs> for, for knowing? For, the... No, for not liking the Omega Man. Apparently, uh, we, yeah. we missed YouTube something. loves the Omega Man. Oh, my God. I, YouTube adores I haven't seen it. it. That's the Charlton Heston one, right? Yeah, That's correct. the adaptation of the I Am Legend yes. story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, knowing for me, of course. And last but not least, Moneyball or Money the Thomas Ball. Crown Affair 1999 remake. Doesn't matter, Moneyball. I've seen both, and yeah, that okay. should be that, yeah, Moneyball. that should definitely be Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Moneyball. All right. Well, I think everything we re-ranked held steady, so okay. no changes on that one. Like last time, we had quite a few changes. Awesome. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, well, with let's that, run, I guess it's time list. for our lists. Yep. What are we talking right, so about now? There was such our drama. Discord group. What did we? What were our options? I can't remember. Great. Talking animals is what we landed. Talking on. animals was, is what we landed. We had royal heists and, and, and archery. Uh, archery. Great archery. That's, yeah, that's not Robin that's, Hood. Yeah. That's not Robin Hood. Right. And uh, we did. Um, this is, of course, for the Robin Hood uh, animated film from 1973, which is what we're talking about this week. So, uh, Steve, you get to kick us off with a talking animal. I did an Andy and I gave myself some rules with this one mm. because otherwise there's just there's just too many. And I thought, well, how do I narrow it down? Because there's so many yeah. to cover. So I I tried to stick with a category. We'll see. There may be some steals that are going to break this up for me. but. I will let you try to guess what you think my sort of rule was for, for building my list, list okay. together. Uh, so I'm going to start with, as as is, you know, part of my, you know, habit, picking a movie that we've talked about on the show. So I'm starting with the character of Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, a talking animal. <laughs> Plus, I figured okay. it's a Disney-related property. Is, is I'm going to steal it from Andy. Is all movies that we've talked about on the show? No, 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 it's not. I'm just <laughs> waiting to see what Woody Allen movie you've got on your list, Pete, since you've never done a Woody <laughs> Allen movie on any of your lists. <laughs> well, that wasn't a steal. Okay. Because I, I, I couldn't remember if we talked about that or the first one, or the second one, but I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll leave those off because of that. So I didn't put that on my list. Right. Uh, but it could have been. It could have been. You're up next, Andy. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's a good choice. I like it, though. Yeah, me too. Uh, for my first one, I am going with a, I, I would say it's a um, an oft-neglected uh, family film that came out in 98 that I don't think many people saw. I don't know how it did at the box office. I think it barely scraped by. But, um, but I found that it had a lot of heart, and um, I really enjoyed it. My family, uh, like I took my dad and my sister to it. Uh, they loved it. I've shown it to my family. They all love it. Um, it's a film called Polly, which is 
Pauli, like P-A-U-L-I-E, not P-O-L-L-I-E. And it is about a talking parrot that uh, is played, voiced by uh, Jay Moore, who's disappeared from the acting scene. Um, it also has Tony Shalhoub, Cheech Marin, Gina Rollins, uh, Haley Eisenberg, uh, before uh, she disappeared and, and her brother took her place. And um, it's it's a really touching story about this talking parrot that uh, that is on a quest to find uh, find his uh, his girl that lost lost him when uh, she was little. Um, it's a it's a really touching little film, um, uh, and it has a talking animal. So that's my first pick. I remember have that either movie. Have you guys and seen that one? Mostly, I remember all the people that you acknowledge have suddenly disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've been erased from history. What happened? I know there I was. Know. Sca- there must have been scandal. Uh, <laughs> something. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened to to Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, he's kind of. He's still in stuff. I mean, I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, he's yeah. still popping up in things, but it's certainly not big stuff. He had so he does have a great voice for animation. He was also, I mean, he was great. Yeah. Jerry Maguire was like that. That was oh yeah, kind of it that I remember. But um, yeah, man, Haley he was Eisenberg. like the Bradley Cooper before Bradley Cooper. Do you know what? That's up. the problem. Bradley Cooper showed up. <laughs> that is the problem. All right. Well, at least we know where to lay the responsibility. I, my uh, my first pick is uh, not a pick for everyone. Certainly not a family film. It's generously unrated, but it is the first movie that came up to my uh, uh, to my mind when this when we discovered that this was going to be the topic. We're not rated X for nothing, baby. It's oh. Brits the Cat. Where are we if we don't occasionally drop a Ralph Bakshi title into our lists uh, in the morning? This is a, off. It's yeah, not, we're in a fine place. <laughs> uh, you guys suck. Uh, let me just say, this is one of those cultural touchstones that you, you, you kind of... Is it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You have to have it, seen it. I believe no. it. It's terrible. No, no, but I'm including it. it was, yep. I was just happy with the... Back working in the video store, it was just one of those legendary things that because yep. you it wasn't out there anywhere. It played in theaters, and it was uh, this X-rated cartoon that was this like urban legend. And then you know, distribution digitally happens, and you can find things. And no, now you can find it. And you're gonna you say to. when you watch it, it wasn't worth it. Uh, but then some <laughs> years will go by, and you'll be challenged with coming up with a list of movies about talking animals, and you're gonna be able to drop this one. <laughs> And it'll be, in its own way, rewarding. Fritz the Cat. Okay. I, I've actually never seen it. I no, just... I've never seen it. <laughs> what? No. It, Seriously? I, I've seen images, and I'm like, okay, I've seen all I need to ever watch. <laughs> you have not. A hypocritical, swinging college student cat raises hell in a satiric vision of various elements of the 1960s. Yeah. That's, that, okay. that's what happens. And so much more. Fritz the Cat. <laughs> and so much more. All right, Steve, what's your next choice? Okay. Um, so the next one, keeping in my in in my theme, Squirrel. <laughs> uh, Doug from Up, the talking dog who is easily distracted by Squirrel, is my second pick. <laughs> That's a great, okay. great pick. I feel like I see where you're going with your list, and okay. I feel like my next one is going to be a steal. Okay, you probably are. Go ahead. I I don't know, but my for my my second one, 
I am going with an animated film that uh, I completely fell head over heels in love with that came out the same year as yours. And I actually like it better because it's the comedy is so right up my alley. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. Oh, my God. That movie just did everything right for me. It's so good. And Neil Patrick Harris as <laughs> Flint's pet monkey Steve, who talks through a speak and spell <laughs> thought translating device on his head, who's always talking about gummy bears. That, for me, just was so spot on perfect. I loved it. So that's my second pick. That's, Cloudy with a Chance that's, of Meatballs. That's and, my and am I on to you? Oh, yes. You are. Because yeah, it's totally animals that, yeah. that have... Uh, that are talking through a, a device. Some type device. device. Yeah. It's not Implants. that they actually can talk. It's that there's some right. technology assisting them in in some way. Is that? And <laughs> I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I love that movie so much. And his name was Steve. So how could he not yeah. be on my list? <laughs> of course, he's on the list. <laughs> and that's a, that's one where they really messed up the sequel. Ugh, oh, the sequel's yeah. terrible. All right, all right, Steve or Pete. Pete. <laughs> Gummy bears. Uh, all right, I I have a list. I feel like I, as I'm looking at my list, the movies that I have available to me are movies that are they're sort of non recommendations. But I'm so I'm going to keep them. I'm going to kind of bury the ones if we talk about them after the the next one that I really want to recommend. This one just touched me so well. It, the whole movie I thought was charming, but this particular talking animal, the performance uh, by uh, Eddie Murphy was just second to none and he it was donkey in shrek i adored he anytime donkey was on screen he just became a fantastic uh, uh character fantastic voice uh, uh the the blending of animation to um you know to character design uh to just eddie murphy's performance was it was just magic and so uh that's what i'm going to go with uh donkey in the original shrek you could go with Donkey in any of the Shreks. Yeah. Yeah. He is so good yeah. in all of them. This is a great character. Really, uh, I enjoy that franchise. That's a good franchise. We should do a Shrek series. We should. That'd be fun. There you go. All right, Steve, final pick. Okay. Uh, since you stole, stole my <laughs> top of my list. Uh, and I, the thing was, I wanted to have, so the, the subset was, if I had to do something else, then it's it's animals that talk to each other but not talking to people where we're in like clearly animals <laughs> have their own world. And they can communicate and humans can't understand them. The, the whole animals talking to people thing. I thought there's that's, that's a different genre altogether. So I'm trying to keep it with the animals talking to each other. So then my third and final pick is going to be babe where you have, of course the live act. I'm going to try to stick with being real as real as I can with live action, talking animals, staying out of the animated realm there for that'll do pig. That'll do. That's a great one. And I would have been shocked if it didn't end up on this list somewhere because it is a great film. I have had a, 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 a rule that I have been following as well, Steve, which has been, as you said, there are different types of talking yeah. animal movies. And mine has been animals that are actually talking to people. And you know, like the people can hear them. It wasn't, right. you know, implants or anything, right. but but they can actually talk. And in the case of Polly, of course, parrots talk, talk but in right. this case yeah. it was a smart parrot. Um my last pick is another animated film, but it's about a uh a man who gets turned into an animal and ends up talking quite a bit to the other people that are helping him. Um it is a, a Disney film that ha went through insane 
production problems uh, in the process of getting it made. And it totally shifted and became, went from like a dramatic sort of action movie to a silly comedy, which again, totally right up my alley. The Emperor's New Groove with Emperor Cusco, who gets turned into a talking llama, <laughs> is one of my favorite things. I love this Disney film, and I know it's not everybody's favorite, but it's probably in my top five of their movies. It's so stinking funny. I love it. Emperor's New Groove, my last pick. I think I'm, I'm, this is going to bug you. I may have seen that in its entirety once. <laughs> I need to watch it regularly. But the kids watch it. So I saw, yeah. I've seen the whole thing maybe four times, but not all in one city. Yeah, I just exactly. saw it exactly. bits and pieces. And I, it's, it, it is one of those, it, it's Disney sort of like skewed off. There's something different about that one that uh, yeah. makes it stand out. And yeah, no, it's very entertaining. I agree. And if you if yeah. you want to try to seek out the the a documentary called The Sweatbox, which I think pops up on YouTube once in a while, um, that is a documentary all about the problems of getting that one. Made. Oh, interesting. Well, my final pick is it's another it's another good one. It's one that that everybody should see, and it bugs me. And maybe it's your Emperor's New Groove pick. Um, it it's one that whenever I want to watch it, my family for some reason says meh, and that makes me crazy because this movie has not only talking animals, but it blends uh, a a great relationship film uh, with a, a fantastic rags to riches sort of film with cooking, and that is Remy in Ratatouille. I love this movie so much i think the more pixar movies come out the more i come back to this one as as a gold standard film and i don't understand why my kids don't like it as much as i do they should i've done all the right things uh but for some reason they've uh, i've fallen short in this area remy and ratatouille is is my number one that's one of my favorite pixar movies so oh. i'm right there with you i will watch it with you next time we're together thank you oh yeah no that's that's a that's a classic i don't know that my kids have watched it recently but i remember they enjoyed it and then as you know with the podcast and talking about movies that was one that i explained to them you know editing because there's that great story cut where he's he's got the what is it the remy's in the in the jar and he's juggling above the water and then there's a cut and then they're both just sitting there wet and i'm like yeah we don't have to see everything, but we know exactly what happened. And so we had conversations about how editing helps contribute to story. So now there's so many smart things. Really yeah, smart. Movie. Great movie. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any backups you want to throw out before we... Uh... I do. I totally do. Okay. <laughs> throw them out. <laughs> I do. Uh, number one, Guilty Pleasure, Scooby-Doo, 2002. Uh, number two <laughs> is a double hit. The animated version of Animal Farm 1954 and the horror show remake that was live action in 1999 it was just you can't look away. You must look away, but you can't look away. And the last guilty pleasure that I have on my list was Sex, Bugs and Rock and Roll, The Cockroaches in Joe's Apartment. I didn't even know that they talked in that. Never watched it. <laughs> What about you, Steve? Any backups? Uh, the, one that uh, my kids recently rediscovered, and they can't remember why they loved this movie so much, but it's got Dustin Hoffman in it. How can you not enjoy a story about a zebra that is competing as a racehorse? And as they watched it, they said, they said, you know, 
we don't know. Is there like typecasting or is, is this movie racist because of the certain actors that are getting cast as certain types of animals? And I said, no, probably not. But it was a long time ago. Maybe, maybe there is a like, because it seems like the black people have different types of characters. They're playing. I'm like, I don't, I'm not getting into this with you. <laughs> you're just, you're thinking about it way too much. Like this seems racist that the black guys are the flies. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 David Spade is one of them. So that's going to put that to rest. But they're like, so it's potty humor. Cause it's flies. I'm like, okay, yes, maybe that's where they're going with that one. So this is not the film for a deconstruction of what's going on. It's racing stripes. It's a silly kids. Movie. Racing stripes. <laughs> Great soundtrack. I like the music. on that. Dustin one. Hoffman. What? was he doing doing? well i can't believe tell me andy one of your backup picks was howard the duck oh absolutely (laughs) not (laughs) no No, mine were uh, water took down which is great bolt rango uh the lion the witch in the wardrobe and of course paddington either one of those oh right yeah perfect lots of good choices oh there's there's a lot of talking animals a lot of talking animals that is a list that just doesn't end Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. All right. So this week, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Robin and Marion, which is a kind of a, uh, would you say revisionist? Uh, it's not really revisionist. It's just looking at, it's like the later years, right? So it's it's looking at these characters. What w- Where would they be if we visit them 20 years down the road? Mm-hmm. So what do we want to do for our list this week? How guys? do you how do you categorize that? Because like that would be a good list is movies that take well-known characters at not well-known times of their lives. Is Are there other movies like that? I don't know. Well, I think you could just say, yeah. you know, visiting familiar characters, you know, years later or something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like there are options that we could find nothing is coming to mind so that will be i will say one right now although it won't be i mean if you want to put on your list you can but uh, they did that was it the odd couple two where it's about their kids wasn't that kind of what the story was with that one i don't i don't think i saw never saw it well i didn't either but so so luckily it won't be on any of our lists but i'm just saying like that's (laughs) an option that we could do all right (laughs) um so what else do we have in here? We have characters who don't wear underwear for most of the movie. That's one for sure. Um, we have uh, the, the something around the old guy fighting, old guys fighting, old guys fighting. Like or, okay, you know that. <laughs> Maybe old I should just fighting. stop talking. Old guys fighting is my contribution yeah. this week. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm putting that down. Yeah, old guys fighting. <laughs> um, hmm. um, living in the woods. Okay, living in the, living woods. In the woods. I can already think of a couple. Uh, so there's um, two. Oh, and do we have the third one out of like visiting characters out of time? So, so it would have to be a sequel. No, it doesn't have to be a sequel. I mean, it could be. No, it could like be the later years. Yeah. yeah. So, what are we calling that? Visiting characters. Visiting familiar characters later in their life. Okay. Yes. Uh, old guys fighting, <laughs> living in the woods, visiting familiar characters later in life. Perfect. All right. That's the list. It's going live in the Show Talk channel, everybody. So check it out and get your vote cast uh, before uh, <laughs> next Friday so that we can figure out what we're going to do. I think someone's already voting. I think old guys fighting has it. 
<laughs> oh God, you guys, That's not me. Ray, I'm not in there. Ray and me. No, Ray is excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> Ray and Pete. Oh, oh yeah, thumb is on he the is. scale. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about right. this one. <laughs> oh, guys, no, we'll fine. see where we land up. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. Good week, all everybody. Right. Indeed, indeed. a good set of lists. I gotta go. It's the Movies by Minute uh, convention today. Yeah, I saw I that. I'm like, Andy, why aren't you up there? I thought for sure you would have been... Because I'm apparently not important enough for them to fly up yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought for sure that... Okay. As, just, you just as haven't soon as made it's in Phoenix. Into, in, you're not an integral part of that community yet. Okay. Well, the thing yeah. is, it's moved further and further west. And unless they're going to move it to like Tokyo next year, it's got to start moving east again. So there's a chance it'll bounce through Phoenix. Okay. Right. And before I have it a feeling to New York. there's enough vocal uh, people that are pushing for East Coast. Yeah. So I have a feeling it's going to be Pennsylvania or New York yep. next year. Yep. That's it. We're going to Philly. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, everyone, uh, for supporting this very show, for supporting everything we do at the next Real Marvel Movie Minute uh, by being patrons. And uh, you know what's even better uh, than that is spreading the word and uh, helping share the love a little bit about what we do uh, here. So thanks all for your participation and your support. And uh, have a great weekend. Go see some movies. See ya. See ya. Hondo. There you go. What is see ya? See ya. <laughs> Top of the hondo to ya. <laughs> you have one job. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.